every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today I'm joined by Liv Bowser, and Liv is the CEO and founder of Liberate, the first ever mental wellness studio with group classes designed to expand and empower you. She's a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher, really on a mission to mainstream mental wellness and bring human beings together on our journey to become our best selves. I have loved connecting with Liv and I'm so excited to share today's conversation. We really talk about a lesson that she's learned about the gift of loneliness and how through spending time alone, she really found her passion and her calling to share mental wellness. We also talk about how learning to cultivate a deeper relationship with the self has allowed her to focus on owning who she is and owning her place and status in the here and now. Liv shares the growth that she's experienced as a result of all of this and the joy that she's found. Liv's reflections, honesty, and vulnerability, I think will not only leave you feeling inspired, but remind you that when we allow ourselves to sit in a space of loneliness or just time with ourselves, it opens up this space of greater mindfulness and connection and understanding of our own joy and possibility. I am pretty excited about this week in all things Seek the Joy podcast because in addition to today's new episode, Liv and I are coming together all week. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 10th, we are doing a little giveaway on our page. You can win a free Liberate class and our Seek the Joy guide to infuse in more joy into your life. And then on Thursday, the 11th, I am joining a class at 6 p.m. Pacific. It's all about uh, practicing self-love around Valentine's and Galentine's Day. And I'm really excited for this class and I I hope you'll join. I'll include the link in the show notes uh, for today's episode. And then on Friday, February 12th, we are doing a little Instagram live meditation on Liberate's page uh, to talk about the gift of loneliness, this episode, and meditate together. And I think it's going to be a really wonderful opportunity to come together and community. So I hope you can join us for our giveaway on Wednesday, the class on Thursday, and then the Instagram live on Friday. 
To learn more about today's episode, live, liberate, and all things lessons in, head on over to our website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. And before I forget, you can get $10 off your first class uh, by entering the code seekthejoy at checkout. You should totally use that code to join me on Thursday for the class at 6 p.m. Pacific. I think... I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I just can't wait to see you there. And that link in the code is also going to be in our show notes. All right, that's it. Without further ado, let's dive into today's new episode, Lessons in the Gift of Loneliness with Liv Bowser. Liv, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. You and I connected, I guess it was like a month ago. By the time this airs, it'll be two months. Um, And I just was so um, excited, not only by your story and what you've created with Liberate Studio. So I know today we're going to talk about a plethora of things from mental wellness and touching on this relationship with yourself. But before we even go there, I would love to start off and talk about you and your story. Where did Liberate even come from? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think I had maybe like a little bit on the higher end of anxiety in college and post-college and really felt super lost in that journey for myself. I turned to physical fitness to try to work through some anxiety and really just didn't have, you know, the tools like courage and gratitude and self-love to be able to coexist with those feelings and work through them. Um, I was huge into physical fitness and really relied on that as part of my daily routine and ritual to have a community and have an outlet. And what I realized was I just wanted the mental version of all of those physical fitness workouts that I was doing, like going to Soul Cycle or going to Berries. I just mm-hmm. wanted to do that, but focus on my mental wellness, focus on my anxiety and kind of work through that in the same dynamic environment. And it didn't exist. I looked it up. I tried to just join an existing (laughs) mental wellness studio and there weren't any. So I just decided to, you know, start working on it kind of in my free time, looking into it, talking to different experts in related fields. And the more I learned, the more I just fully believed in the need for it. And that kind of snowballed from there. Mm. I love what you said that you went out looking for like a mental wellness studio and it just didn't exist because, and I think the tide is turning. Let me know what you think, but I think things are changing. We're starting to focus more now on our mental health, our mental wellness, and what that actually looks like for all of us is going to be different and super unique, but taking the time, carving out the time in your schedule to focus on your wellness the same way you would on your physical health. So planning to go for a walk after work, you should still plan to take care of your mental health in the same way. So I love that you just decided, okay, I'm going to go out and make it because it's, it's not there. And I, so I love that you saw a need and you created something that I think people are really loving so far. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, thank you. I think, I think what's exciting is that there's always been mental health, but yeah. mental health is really stigmatized. It's, you know, therapy or group therapy or something's wrong with you. You have a mental illness. And first of all, none of that should have a stigma around it. We're working to mainstream mental health, yeah. but mental wellness is this new in-between. So people who still feel like they have a barrier to mental health modalities can journal and can meditate and can kind of work their way toward 
being more open with mental health through mental wellness, which is more so just giving you tools to, you know, work through your mental health in your own way. I love that you said that it's sort of this in-between space. And I don't think I've ever heard someone describe it that way before. So I love that you said that. And that it's really about cultivating these tools and having the resources that you need. And I don't know about you, but for me, I have found that in order to start to do that, to have those tools and get gain them for myself and figure out what works, you kind of have to start with a developing this relationship with yourself and really diving in and getting to know yourself. And so I'm curious, what has your experience been like cultivating this relationship with yourself that I think is so needed as like that jumping point? Yeah. I mean, the relationship with the self is the most important relationship a human being has. It's what determines how you are in all of your other relationships. And I think a lot of us, especially in this day and age can easily just keep ourselves busy in moments where we would otherwise be connecting with ourselves. So instead of sitting in silence and seeing how we feel about something, we're scrolling on social media or we're calling a friend. And I experienced kind of like forced alone time when I first moved out to LA because I worked as the only employee at a startup and I, you know, didn't have a huge friend group. I had just moved across the country. So I spent a lot of time alone and even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable, those are the moments that you're like really beginning to understand yourself. And more than that, you're beginning to like yourself and you want to hang out with yourself. And that doesn't happen. Most people aren't just like down to do that without it kind of being a more environment. And I, you know, through just being in that environment more, it started being a little scary and then it got more and more fun. And now I crave that time to myself with myself because through all of those experiences, I've realized I'm actually, you know, great to be around and and like (laughs) spending time with myself. So it's absolutely a journey, definitely still working on it, but I think it's just, it's absolutely worth everyone's focus. It's like learning to enjoy your own company, I think can be so intimidating if you're not someone that generally or usually spends time just by yourself. Um, I I don't know. I think I'm kind of like an introvert and an extrovert. I kind of go between both. Um, I get like a lot of energy from like conversations like these and, and talking to my friends and being with people, but then I also need a lot of alone time. Um, but 2020 and the pandemic has led to, I think, increased alone time in the sense of loneliness for all of us. And it's interesting to strike a balance between being okay and being comfortable, being alone, being with your own company, learning to enjoy being with yourself. And then on the other hand, feeling this, I think, very intense sense of loneliness that I think is really only natural to feel too when you're in a circumstance like the one you described where you moved out to LA and you didn't know anybody and you didn't have your core group of people here. And and so I'm curious, how did you navigate that journey or that experience with loneliness? And what connection has it really had for you with this piece about mental wellness? I mean, I I don't think, I don't even know if Liberate would exist had I not had those experiences myself, Mm -hmm. because you have all this free time and you can either fill it with more work or you can fill it with new activities. And I you know, like I said, felt a little bit anxious. So I started going to yoga classes. I thought that would be like a fun new thing to try. And I started feeling really grounded in those practices. It felt like I was connecting with myself in a group environment, in a safe space, but still it was 
about the relationship with myself. It was about my breath. And I got really into yoga. I was going like every day. And the more comfortable I got with that, the more I wanted to explore other wellness modalities. So I got more comfortable sitting in silence and meditating. It can be a little bit daunting at first to sit in total silence with meditation, (laughs) but yoga kind of broke down that barrier for me. So I started meditating regularly and started really loving just sitting in silence. Again, started to like crave it because it Mm. felt so enlightening each time. And the more I started doing that, just the more open-minded I became to different modalities. I started journaling during the work day. I would take time to write down affirmations. I would write down what I was grateful for every morning and just started building in those habits. And, you know, you can look up the positive effects of all of these wellness modalities and you know that there's science there, but it's not until you actually do it that you're like, whoa, this is so profound and helpful and really changing the way I think. And for me, what I loved most about yoga was that I really felt like I was in a community and I didn't feel like I had that community for Mm -hmm. meditation. I was just using an app by myself and I definitely didn't have that community for journaling. I mean, there's no community for journaling really. So (laughs) I, my idea was, you know, all of these modalities are so helpful for me improving my relationship with myself and others. And what if we just smushed them all together and made a dynamic, fun workout that made mental wellness feel a little less heavy Mm -hmm. and, you know, made it as, as fun and energizing as going to soul cycle. So it was, you know, just through my own playing around with all those experiences that I found what I thought was most helpful for me. Um, and, and just kind of went from there. Hmm. I love what you shared. Well, two things that you just shared that really stuck out to me. The first one is, you know, there's like willingness to go within and get quiet and be with yourself and work through the discomfort that comes with it. I think so much of it is about allowing yourself to remain present and really be in the moment. And you spoke to this so beautifully before that when we are anxious or in fear or there's something going on, it is really hard, I have found, personally, to stay in that present moment because your mind is going to the future. You're thinking about all the current events around you. You're thinking about the past. And so allowing yourself to sit in that discomfort and find a way, I think, to be in the here and now is... Um, it's a journey, like you said. And so being able to find a tool like journaling or meditation or yoga that takes you back into your body and allowing you to, you know, be present, I think is huge. And then the other thing that you said that totally stuck out to me was this element of community, that there isn't a sense of community often when we meditate or when we journal, but there definitely is when we are practicing yoga. And so what I have found so far to be so, um, I don't know if the word is striking, maybe it's striking, but in like a really beautiful, positive way about you and Liberate is that you have brought that sense of community to all of these sort of individualistic like tools and resources that we rely on and and found a way to bring us together while we're practicing it. And I think, I think, I think that's really powerful because it's a balance of, okay, this is an individual activity, but I can do it in community too. And making it fun and enjoyable. I think we need that. We need that sense of fun. Um, not everything has to be so serious. So I love that part of it too. Exactly. Like mental mental health is serious, of mm-hmm. course, but mm-hmm. there's a way to add the levity in the depth and to just make it feel a little bit lighter when 
we're all in it together. I think a lot of the times we feel like we're the only person who's anxious. We're the only person who's lonely and like doesn't have someone to hang out with right now. And that's not the case. So when you come together in a group and a community and just even the playing field, like we're all working on ourselves, we're all a little bit anxious and stressed. Mm -hmm. It makes it, it makes it lighter automatically. Even before you start journaling, you're like, Oh, I'm not alone. Like, let me take that weight off my shoulders. And I think that that was definitely something that I was missing and assumed, you know, other people were too. Taking a brief break from today's new episode because I want to share with you today's sponsor, BetterHelp. We are going through challenging times and I know that you're feeling it too. And now more than ever, I have found it's really valuable to talk to someone about what you're going through, whether that be anxiety, depression, grief, and loss. And That's really where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. This service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video and phone sessions too, which I think is a game changer. I really want you to be able to live a happier, more joyful, and ease-filled life, and I'm excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. The link will also be included in our show notes. All right, let's get back to our new episode with Live of Liberate. Yeah, and what you said too about it removes this um, fear or idea that we're alone in what we're experiencing because often I think there's like a lot of shame there. There's a lot of shame or guilt or embarrassment and fear like, am I the only one experiencing this? Or if I'm not, is someone experiencing it worse than me? Or how do I confide in someone? How do I figure it out? And so if you can find a way, like I think you have, to remove that element of shame and say, hey, this is a safe space. We're all experiencing this in our own way, in our own time. But there's this common thread of our, I think, our connected humanity and our connected experience through it all. I think I think it's really powerful and it resonates. Yeah. I'm curious too, you know, what lessons, because this series is all about lessons, what lessons have you learned for yourself about, yeah, developing this relationship with yourself or um, moving through loneliness? Um, I think it's really powerful that you've used your own experiences to develop a studio and a community um, that's coming together to talk about mental wellness. But I'm so curious, you know, what lessons have you learned about yourself or about the relationship with yourself uh, through through this journey? Yeah. I mean, I remember I was pretty fresh out of college, I would say. And there was some weekend where my friends were with their boyfriends or they were out of town, whatever, you know, everyone was kind of off doing their own thing. So I ended up by myself uh, in my apartment and I felt so uncomfortable in that scenario. I felt like I was about to jump out of my skin. I was like, I just got to go for a walk. I got to get out of here. I got to like be yeah. on the street with people. And I really didn't like that. That really unnerved me that I was so uncomfortable by myself. That was like a huge red flag to me. And 
helped me realize that my relationship with myself needs more attention. Why am I so uncomfortable by myself? Mm-hmm. And of course we all need people who are interactive human beings, but we should still, you know, enjoy time by ourselves when life does hand it to us. And I had to learn how to, you know, slowly start to accept that and explore that in a way that felt safe for me. I think going for solo walks and like listening to music, transitioning to not listening to anything in the walks was really helpful for me. And just choosing to do experiences alone. I think I used to like kind of mold my schedule around when other people were available. So we were like going and running errands at the same time, or, you know, Mm -hmm. my friend was coming with me to get a car wash. Like, why is a friend coming with me to get a car wash? Just go get your car wash. (laughs) And I think, you know, it was a learning experience, especially coming after college when you're with your friends all the time, it was a transition for me to say, what can I do by myself? Let me seek out those experiences and just see how it feels. Like, don't put any expectations on it. Don't put any pressure on yourself to have an amazing time, but just do it and see how it feels. And then do it again a week later and see how it feels that time. And just allow yourself the space to get to know yourself. Because for me, I don't really think I realized how much I liked myself until I created that solo time and that helps build your confidence, that helps build your courage and gratitude because all of a sudden you know yourself so much better and you realize you're a star. So it's, again, totally a journey. It is not like, oh, I'm done with that. But, you know, it's very important to me to continue to create that space and not forget about it and, and, you know, go back to the group mentality too quickly. I think it's also so much about knowing that you're okay. Like if you're alone, you're by yourself, even if it's for an hour or if it's for days on end that you're okay. And it's this piece about getting comfortable with it and enjoy learning to enjoy your own company, but knowing you are safe, I think within yourself too. Um, I, I have found it to be such a huge component and that in itself is a journey. And I think it takes time and it's this process of just what you said of giving your space, yourself the space to get to know yourself so that you can begin to realize and recognize and put your arms around the fact that, Hey, I'm good. Like I'm okay. Like, um, you know, I, maybe I don't love to be alone. Maybe I don't love all this time, but I'm okay within that time. And within that space, I, I have found that that's such a huge, such a huge part of it too. Totally. I, I remember I went to, um, to Machu Picchu by myself. I did a solo trip and I was like, Oh my God, I was all over the place with my emotions. I was crying. I was laughing. I was like sprinting. I was collapsing on the ground. I was so turbulent, but it was such a, such a powerful experience to just truly be alone and like, let yourself be okay and not be okay, but just Mm -hmm. let yourself exist was like, and you don't have to go to Machu Picchu to do this. I mean, you can go sit in the park, but just like witness, you know, like witness everything that was going on in me and just say, okay, whatever you need, like you just go through your phases and I'll be here and kind of create that like resilience and steadiness within yeah. myself was, I think something that helped me realize I'm always going to have that. Hmm. I, oh my God, I love that. I, I so uh, the first time I did a solo trip by myself, it wasn't to Machu Picchu, but it was to, um, I think it was to 
Sacramento and, or maybe it was Denver. It was like some, for some conference or something. It was the first time I went by myself and there were so many waves of emotions of, oh my God, am I going to figure, like, and I'm in my twenties at this point. I'm like, oh my God, am I going to figure this out? Am I going to know what to do? Am am I going to be safe by myself? I mean, all these sort of emotions and the ups and the downs, but, um, I love it that you said, yeah, just go to a park and sit by yourself and have that experience of those emotions and being able to sit with it, I think, what a challenge. But then what a gift, I think, too, at the end, the other side of it, at the other end of it to say, okay, I showed myself, I proved myself like I'm okay, I've got this, I'm resilient, I could figure out any challenge or if I couldn't figure it out, I found a way to figure it out. We are so much more like resourceful and um, strong-willed, I think, sometimes than we even give ourselves credit for. Yeah, I I think my biggest lesson from all of this is just breathe. Mm -hmm. You can breathe through anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just continue to like hold steady for yourself, it'll, everything will pass and, you know, you'll be good. I promise. So I'm curious about how joy fits into all this and how joy has fit into your journey and these lessons that you've learned, um, not only about cultivating this relationship with yourself, but allowing yourself to sit in these uncomfortable spaces what has joy been like for you? Have you been able to experience it more? I'm just so curious about the role joy has played for you throughout throughout all of this. Yeah. Um, joy is actually one of like our key pillars at Liberate. Calm, lovey, and joy are what we guarantee with every class. And what's mm-hmm. really interesting about joy, which you probably know this, but there's no inverse to joy. So if you're not happy, you're unhappy. Yeah. But- there's no opposite to joy. Joy is simply accepting things as they are in a positive light. And I think mindfulness specifically has really allowed me to do that because it stops the comparison game. It stops the past ruminations and future worries game. And it just allows you to be more present. That's, you know, the key foundation of mindfulness is present awareness. And through that, you're joyful because you just, you see everything around you and you choose to accept that. And, and it creates a lot more loving energy for myself, um, that I can bring into work, into my relationships, into just my daily time with myself. I think a joy for me is, is pretty similar to acceptance. And Mm -hmm. with that, um, a lot of levity. Hmm. Oh, I love that, that there's really no inverse to joy. And, uh, oh God, I'm just so struck by that because I've never heard someone describe it that way before, but I think it's so true. And along with it comes all these other beautiful emotions, calm, peace, compassion, empathy, and being able to find your joy and then be able to continue to tap into it. I think it's, it's a gift when you're able to find it. And I'm so happy to hear just that your journey has brought you more to joy. And I'm so glad that we connected and had this conversation. And um, I think I shared this with you when we first, when we first connected, but I think, and I shared this, I think too, at the beginning of our conversation, being able to work on your mental wellness and strengthen it like a muscle, like anything else, I think is one of the greatest gifts or things that have probably come out of this time and like knowing the importance of it and finding things that you connect with and that you resonate with and people that you can connect with and resonate around it, I think is really beautiful and really powerful. So I'm so glad that we sat down to have this conversation and that you came on Seek the Joy podcast. And I love where we went from talking about this element of mental wellness to developing this relationship with yourself and how really 
allowing yourself to be with you and be comfortable and okay is, is such a huge, such a huge part of it. So Liv, where can everybody find you, find Liberate, connect, attend a class, um, and, and learn more? Yes, you can find us at liberatestudio.com. It's at Liberate Studio on Instagram. We post a lot of mindfulness meditation tips and things like that. So definitely give it a follow and come join a virtual class. I know virtual classes can maybe be a little bit intimidating, but it's a completely safe space. Like we've been saying, everyone with an open mind is welcome. There's no prior experience needed. So take 2021 to take care of your mental well-being. I know that is my biggest focus this year. Mm -hmm. I love it. Everything will go in the show notes. So it'll be so easy for everyone to find you, connect and learn more. And you and I are doing a meditation together on Friday of the week that this episode comes out. So I'm super excited about that. And Liv, just thank you so much again. This was such a, I think a powerful conversation. And I hope that it encourages anyone that's listening to, you know, learn to just be okay, figure out how to just be okay with where you're at, be in the here and now and settle into this discomfort and, um, and just find liberate and, and connect with you. And just thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Sydney. This was so fun.